Hiring someone that your buddy told you about. The top thing you want if you're selling something on Amazon is that, would you refer this product to a friend? Yeah, right. And I think in hiring, that can really help, you know, if you know somebody, because it's it's who you know. But way too often, I leaned into that because I was too lazy and afraid to do the hard work of seeing whether they really fit my organization. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we're the TNLZ team. We've known each other since 2005 and have worked together for almost a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running. LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and have made some great friends and partners. For one next step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. And we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. The One Next Step is here to help you on your leadership journey. Each week, we release a new episode answering your questions about running an organization. We will always highlight one next step for you to take immediate action and include an activation guide that reinforces what you've heard today. We're so excited you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be talking about how to find the right people for your team. And we'll be joined by William Vanderblumen, the CEO and founder of Vanderblumen Search Group. He will give us a peek into how top organizations promote their positions in a way that attracts top talent. At Belay, our clients struggle with, quote, finding the right people. Being unable to find the right people is one of the most common challenges business leaders have. So I'm happy we can have a candidate search guru like William on this episode to share best practices for finding top talent as we fill positions on our team. Our guest today, William Vanderblumen, is one of the best people to help because he knows how to get it right. As the founder and CEO of Vanderblumen Search Group, William and his team specialize in helping Christian organizations like churches, nonprofits, schools, and values-based businesses find executives to lead them. He's also the author of three amazing books, including his most recent book, Culture Wins, The Roadmap to an Irresistible Workplace, which you can find in the show notes right now at onenextsteppodcast.com. Now, enjoy our interview with William Vanderblumen. Welcome, William. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks so much, Tricia. It's always good to be with you all. Yes. Uh, Before we get started, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. We know you guys are up to great things and and know our audience is going to love this conversation today, but would love you to just kind of introduce yourself. It's a dangerous thing to give to give a recovering preacher an open mic is a bad idea. Uh, I I was a pastor for a long time in a previous life. And uh, while I was a pastor, staffing was incredibly clunky. Then I went into the oil and gas world for a little while, just a brief time, and saw the company that I worked for that was a Fortune 200 company go through a succession in about 90 days. And they did it well and it worked. And I'm like, what in the world? And like in hindsight, I mean, I love running a good business, but but at the end of the day, I love the church more. And so I'm like, why in the world does the bride not have the same solution the business world has? So I started out 
I, I remember I came home from my very well-paid job. Uh, Adrian and I had just gotten married. We just blended our family. So we had six kids, a wow. brand new house. And I said, baby, I think I'm supposed to quit my job and start <laughs> a new staffing solution for churches. Wow. And she looked at me and she said, that's because churches love new ideas, right? <laughs> so <laughs> was her face did her face look like that when she said it? Yes. Yes. Like she is so smart. She has bad taste in men, but she's a smart lady. Oh. Than that. And and she and she should have said, I love you, go back to work, because she, you know, yeah. I'm the visionary and she's the realist and all that. But she said, Well, why don't we give it a try? So and kicker, it was the fall of 2008, which was a Ooh. brilliant time to quit your sure. job yeah. and start. Yeah. 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 So since then, you fast forward 12 years, we've done 2000 staffing assignments and we've branched out from uh, just churches Mm -hmm. to really any business or organization that would identify itself with the values of Christianity. So like you guys, I know are Mike Hyatt fans, like anybody that would would dial in with Mike. Or, or the Chick-fil-A's of the world or Hobby Lobby or a church or a nonprofit or a Christian school. And, and it's been really cool to see the business grow and expand. Uh, we're now really anything other than just part-time jobs. If you need help finding them, we, we do that. And it's, it, we get to meet more interesting people and uh, it's, it's been a fun, wild ride. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Gosh, I never knew that story. That is a great story, William. (laughs) (laughs) And God bless Adrian. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Put her on the prayer list. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, okay, 12 years later, so you've learned a thing or two, and you've probably seen a thing or two. So what could you say about what do leaders do wrong? Why can't leaders find great talent and the right people? You know, I forget which insurance company it is right now, but I'm so taken with their ad campaign where they say, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Yeah. And I'm starting yes. to feel yes. a little bit that way. I'm <laughs> learning every day, but I'm, I'm yeah. and I, I think maybe I'm just identifying with my own shortcomings in hiring. Yeah. But I know where I screwed up as a young leader was I hired people that were like me. Yeah. Because mm. I like me. Yeah. You know, I get along pretty well with me. And so, that, you know, why not hire more of me since I like me? I, I think that that's one big mistake leaders make. I think another mistake that I made that I see leaders make all the time is when I was a young senior pastor, I was 31 and senior pastor of the oldest church in Houston, Texas, where Sam Houston went to church. And, you know, 5,000 adults and a couple thousand kids and a school and the whole thing. And I thought, well, I'm going to go hire an all-star staff. And I looked for the most competent people on the planet. And I hired the highest talent I could find because I thought that's going to do it. And, and then I realized why nobody wants to coach the Olympic basketball team. Because it's all talent, but everybody's like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball, yes. give me the ball. Give me the ball. Yes. And, and, and there's no chemistry. Yeah. So, mm. so I think I have seen in my own flaws some of the same things played out in, in really smart leaders. And that is hiring people like themselves, mm-hmm. hiring people just because they're, quote, talented without measuring whether they're a cultural fit right. or whether they have the agility needed. Like if you're if you're starting a business and you're like, 
do you know how many different things I can do with one roll of duct tape and a box of paper clips? Like if mm-hmm. that's you, uh, not everybody works well in that and they might be super talented. So measuring for what you really need and not just looking for the super talent or the superstar. And, and then finally, I would say second to last would be hiring someone that your buddy told you about. Yeah. Now, like the top thing you want if you're selling something on Amazon is that would you refer this product to a friend? Like that's yeah, the right. thing, right? Your net promoter score totally, or whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it. And, and, and I think in hiring, that can really help, you know, if you know somebody because it's, it's who you know. And, and, but way too often, I leaned into that because I was too lazy and afraid to do the hard work of seeing whether they really fit my organization. Right. So I just went with the, well, they, you know, Sutton recommended them. Brian and Shannon said I should hire them, so I'm just going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. there, there's great value in that. That helps because Brian and Shannon know me, and we we started our things about the same time. So I take friend referrals as a valuable tool, but not the green light anymore. And then finally, I would say the biggest mistake for 12 years, I've said this, I'd say it more now than ever, is people hire too quickly and they fire too slowly. Yes. And sometimes you you wait too long to get going with hiring. I've done that. I'm backed in a corner. And when I was a pastor, oh, no, it's fall. And I don't have a student pastor. And what am I going to do? And the parents are going to kill me. I need to hire somebody right now. Who do I? I'll call my buddy, Brian. Who should I hire? And then I've got a problem. You know, the, mm-hmm. the most expensive hire you will ever make is hiring the wrong person. Agreed. I'd rather you, if you're a business owner, I'd rather you go without and figure it out mm. until you find the right person in, rather than rushing into it. Yeah. And uh, the same is true with, with firing, but I know we're not talking about that today. We can maybe another podcast. Another episode for sure. things that I actually learned from Chick-fil-A. I spent some time with them when Belay was just getting launched. And and I said, gosh, but we need all these positions and we're hiring them and we need them now. And they said, no, but slow down, slow down. And I said, but, but my team is hurting. And they said, yes, but you need to train your team that waiting longer for the right person is going to hurt a lot less than rushing mm-hmm. that hire and bringing the wrong person on there. So I, mm. I love that that you said that. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So they're smart. They are. They, they know a thing or two about hiring the right people. <laughs> <laughs> I hear their churn is pretty low over there. So what role does the job description play in hiring the right people? It depends on the job. Mm. Okay. Mm. Especially in this COVID world. I'm tempted to say job descriptions don't matter a whole lot because the world might shift and change in one second and now the job changed. Right. And like, I think every job description in a COVID world ought to have the very first requirement of the job is other duties as necessary. (laughs) 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 Can you pivot? Be ready. Uh, How does pivot sound to you? (laughs) Right, right. Can we turn pivot into an adjective? Can pivotable be a character trait? (laughs) Uh, Agility. Agility. And we can talk about that later if you want, but we actually have been interviewing for agility for a long time. Mm. I think it's more needed than ever. Now it's real, it's, simplistic and fun to make generalizations because you can laugh. But the reality is competencies still matter. Mm -hmm. Like you can say, well, I don't want somebody who's not 
competent if they don't fit my team or if they're a jerk or whatever. Hey, newsflash, I don't care if my brain surgeon is a jerk. I really don't. Yeah. I just want yeah. him to be a really good brain surgeon, right? Sure. Or, yeah. or, or maybe some of your uh, listeners could relate to, I like agility. I want creativity. I want innovation. Well, if you're hiring someone to direct your finance team or be your accountant, you do not want innovation. No, like, no creativity is allowed in the finance team. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, I live in Houston. I live in Houston. And if you're old enough to remember this, we tried creative accounting. We called it Enron. Right. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it did not work. No, so, you know, no. so, so I'd love to just make the blanket generalization that job descriptions don't matter anymore. And, and that probably is the clickbait that would get a lot of views on a post or whatever. Mm. But the world's just not that simple. I do sure. think that the world that COVID has given us is one where change has accelerated. It's not mm -hmm. just wearing masks. I mean, like the need for virtual assistance mm -hmm. has accelerated. The need right. for solutions that are not based in an office has mm -hmm. accelerated. Doesn't mean it's the right. be all end all for every business, but if you can't find people who can live with acceleration, you're going to have a real problem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think... Job descriptions matter a lot, but looking for someone who can respond to the world we're in right now is also super important. Now, right. I totally dodged your question. Having said all <laughs> of that and put the other duties as necessary at the top, which is actually yeah, kind sure. of funny. Agility. Yeah, everybody yeah. will get it. You know, you know, telling people, I think the number one reason people leave their jobs is because of their manager. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people mm -hmm. join a company for a cause, they leave because of a manager. All right. Well, if you dig underneath yeah. that a little bit and say, well, why do people leave managers? Sometimes it's because they're a jerk. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's because they don't know what their manager wants them to actually do. Mm. I don't know what's expected of me. That's like the number one reason for discontent in the workplace. And, and so if you can't figure out what you want them to do when you're writing the job description, it's not going to get clearer when you're meeting a new person. Sure. And, and I know you guys and uh, our company have both been students of Entree Leadership and Dave Ramsey over the years. You know, having key, not key performance indicators like the corporate world would say, KPIs, but key result areas. What do I want done and, and I would think if you were looking at a virtual hire, that might even be outcomes might be more important than anything else because the outcome might happen sure. at four in the morning or at two in the mm -hmm. afternoon or when the baby's asleep or what. Yeah. So I, I think if you want to drop back and start your job description with, why am I hiring this person? You know, if you're hiring them because you want a buddy to do work with, that's pretty dumb. Uh, but if you're hiring them because there's some holes that need to be filled, okay, well, let's identify what those are. And if they were filled, what would those results look like? And list those result areas. I, I would frame it all, though, with agility, with other duties as necessary. And, and knowing a little bit about who tends to listen to your podcast, I think the more agility you can hire, the better. Here's, here's a little story I'm eating into our time. But uh, years ago, when we- We love it. Well, Keep going. When we were first starting out, <laughs> I, I hit that. I hit a round number birthday. Okay, we won't say which one, um, but it was one of the ones where it's like you know, William. If you're going to keep, I call it running. Most people would call it walking or jogging. But if I'm, if you're going to keep running, you're going to have to stretch because I was getting injured. Okay, mm -hmm. and so our youngest was probably two at the time, and I remember I started stretching and 
the stretching was harder than the run. <laughs> I couldn't touch my toes. And, you know, it was just, and, and I was home from the run one day and I was trying to stretch and trying to touch my toes. And I was probably sweating more then than from the run itself. And Macy walks in at two years old and looks at me just pathetically trying to touch the floor. And she yeah. comes up next to me and she ties herself into like a human pretzel that only a two-year-old can do and makes sure that I see her. And then she stands up and looks at me and laughed at me and left the room. My <laughs> <laughs> word said. And, you know, the round number birthday was hard enough, but now I've been totally right. embarrassed. So, it, you know what dawned on me, though? Every day I'm alive, I get less flexible. Mm. Two-year-olds okay. can stretch better than 40-year-olds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two-year-old businesses can stretch better than 40-year-old businesses. Every day your company is alive, it will naturally calcify. You can't mm. fight it. You can do stretching programs to try and slow it down. But when you're hiring, you might ask yourself, are we in a total free fall? Are we growing so fast we can't? I mean, is it just agility everywhere and we actually need some stability? Or are we moving and shaking and things are, I mean, like this is a big wave of growth coming and we're going to have to have people who are agile. So that agility question is yeah. more than just how are you dealing with COVID? It's like, where are you in your life cycle as a business and how do you staff for people that will fit that? And that doesn't mean they'll fit forever. Right. right. Chemistry is seasonal for everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, in the lid. Yeah, yeah. Some people hit their capacity and they might have been with you for five years, but the next five is questionable. Oh, I've had very good employees that I hired when we were six people that left when we got to 40 and went to work for an organization of about six people. That's right, what right. they like That's doing. That's their sweet spot. Nothing wrong with that at all. It, I mean, yeah. don't make the mistake of thinking that you're supposed to hire the team that's with you for life because then yeah, you all get old right. and stiff together. Well, so speaking of talent, organizations who find great talent, where are they finding this talent? How do we access a better talent pool? Oh, softball. You call <laughs> Vanderblumen. <laughs> and in addition, or the same question, how do we know when to work with a firm like yours and when maybe it's unnecessary? Well, you know, I <laughs> remember the first time I hired a staffing firm, it felt awkward. It felt like I was being negligent. It felt like I had done something wrong because I couldn't get the hire done on my own. Mm -hmm. it, you know what it felt like? It felt like the first day I went to counseling. Like, oh my gosh, why am I here? <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm having to talk to somebody about things. And, and you just kind of stare at the floor. And it's very natural to feel that way. It, it's your company. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you own your company. You're like, nobody knows this company better than I do. True. Totally true. Mm. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're able on your own, not just to find names. I mean, there is this thing mm -hmm. called LinkedIn. You can find names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for me, the image I've used forever, we're about two miles from the Houston Medical Center, which is arguably the best gathering of doctors in the world. And I've thought about staffing quite often like an organ transplant. Mm -hmm. and, and part of what a staffing company or a search firm will do is find donor list. Like here's some potential. Mm -hmm. right. um, but if you talk to transplant docs, which I've done, and you say, so what really separates the good ones from the best? They'll all tell you the same thing. It's the tissue match. Mm. It's one uh. thing to find good donors. 
but you you need a lung transplant. You can put a healthy lung into a healthy body. If they don't match, it's a bad ending for everyone. Yeah, rejection. Yeah, and 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 some of that you can do on your own because you know your company, but some of it you you really don't have objectivity. You just yeah. don't. I don't about us. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, it's really interesting. People that hire us that are first-time clients, we ask them at the front end, we do a little survey. We say, what are you expecting to get out of this? And like right up at the top is introduce candidates to us that we never would have known before. Okay, fine. So, yeah. and we do that because we have this amazing database that's completely OCD. It's actually probably CDO because that's alphabetical and OCD <laughs> isn't. And, it's, <laughs> and, it, it, and, and so our database is awesome. We can do that. When we get done with the search and we do a post search survey and we say, what was the biggest value to you? Almost every single time people say the process, the guidance, the objectivity. And then they'll say, and you did bring us people we wouldn't have known before. But it's almost like you just don't realize how much of a burden that is to have to walk it alone. And if if you're a a business with three or four people, my guess is you probably only hired a dozen people in your life. Mm -hmm. Why not go to somebody that's done a couple thousand repetitions and say, yeah, learn anything in those couple thousand. And uh, I guess we're back around to the the part where I'm learning every day. But I do feel a little bit like sometimes we're the experts because uh, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Yes. Well, and we we are big believers in, you know, you don't you don't have to be the expert in all the things. I mean, you you work with vendors and you and you hire other organizations and you partner with other people because they have an expertise you mm-hmm. you shouldn't even claim to have. So Absolutely. if you're, you know, marketing, for example, we're a staffing agency and, and sometimes we need marketing support and we will pick the smartest marketing organization to partner with because their job is to know marketing and our job is to know staffing. Uh, or the day that I had a real sudden need to have a new assistant and I knew I wasn't smart enough to figure that out. So I've bothered Brian, who then bothered Trisha and pushed all these dominoes <laughs> over that created havoc in the company. But about five hours later, I had a brand new assistant virtual that did great. So we're believers in you guys. <laughs> five hours is the friends and family special. Yeah, that's a, let's not put that out there. That out. <laughs> let's not put five hours out. I do have to say, though, and our listeners know this, that when I first joined Belay, I was a virtual assistant myself, and I had the privilege I was assigned to a church uh, in a suburb of Chicago, and they partnered with you and your organization to find a student pastor. And I do have to say the process, um, I was kind of the conduit and the quarterback, if you want to say, between your staff and the church staff to help that go. And it was fascinating to watch mm-hmm. because of how well orchestrated it was. So wow. from, from my seat, I can say even just as the executive assistant at the time, the process and the education, that the materials that you provided, I think were priceless to that team because I could see how excited they, they were because mm-hmm. they don't do that all the time. They were great pastors, right? There was a great executive pastor I worked for. And and it was a, a great senior pastor, but at the end of the day, they weren't great at hiring. And I think that's mm. what's most important about partnering mm. with somebody who does it all the time. I didn't know that story, Lisa. That's super yeah, cool. yeah. And man, if they were happy then, like right, imagine now. Well, I made the mistake <laughs> of listening to some of my early sermons not too long ago. 
oh my gosh, why would anybody <laughs> believe in Jesus for no. my stuff? So, you know. <laughs> yeah, We're our own worst critics. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, we do like to call ourselves the most practical business podcast in the world. Okay, in the world. So as the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that people, our listeners are walking away today with something they can do immediately. So what would you say for somebody that's kind of um, sitting here at the end of 2020, talk about pivoting and agility, we've had to do a lot of it, but now they know that there's a new hire. What can they do outside of the duct tape and the paper clips? Well, how about a free resource? People who start businesses like We love free resources. We love it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. everyone listening does, right? Um, I would get a handle on how the culture of my team is, where Mm. we're strong and where we're not. And uh, that will help you onboard your brand new hire if you have one of those. It'll help you assess what you need to work on before you hire if you need that. And and it's kind of like going to a physical that's like, ooh, I didn't want to know all that about myself. But so we studied you guys and about 150 other companies that are one of these best places to work things. I think both our yeah. companies have actually won that with Entrepreneur yeah. Magazine. Yeah. And and after we won, we studied, so what makes a good culture? Clearly, it's not just office space. I mean, you guys have proven mm-hmm. that. Right. And, and we built a kind of science-based tool. And if you go to theculturetool.com, T-O-O-L, theculturetool.com, there's a totally free assessment of how you're doing. We found eight key areas that healthy organizations excel in, and you're going to be good at some and not good at others. And and I'd be less than transparent if I didn't say, if you get super geeked out on this and you want to go deep on the data, there's a paid version that I, it's a couple hundred dollars or something, but you don't need to do that. You can just start with this basic free thing. And I think it would give you a tangible next step to improving your current team and preparing for the next hire. Oh, that's good. That's great. Well, William, this has been a joy. Thank you so much for joining us today and really helping our listeners understand how to hire the right people. What are some key tools they can do? And of course, the free resource is amazing as well. So thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Tricia. Love you guys and all that you're doing. Well, another great interview with another incredible guy, incredible leader, William. Wow, that was awesome. I mean, we just had a really good time with that conversation, didn't we? Yes. He's fun. So fun. fun. I learned a couple things about William today on the episode. Well, what was your takeaway? I love kind of how he teased about, you know... Never mind the job description. <laughs> uh, obviously, we need a Click job bait. description, but I, I know. But really, at the end of the day, it's not about words on a piece of paper. It's about yeah. really identifying what the true need is, why you're hiring the role, yeah. and to really put some thoughtful intent into mm-hmm. how does this person know if they're winning? Is this is this piece of paper, this job description, actually a a good? key results area kind of summary of what this person will do for you and your organization. So Mm -hmm. I I love kind of how we just talked about let's not get hung up on job descriptions Mm -hmm. and let's pay more attention to actually what is necessary needed and and what are the results you need from this person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. I think too, you know, what we've seen here is to make sure you have a job description and a key results area, you know, not to Mm -hmm. try to make one, the other one. You know, we, we kind of made that mistake in the yeah. early days is trying to use the the KRA as the job description. And that would be, you know, one of the things I would just talk about is make sure there are two. And then I also thought it was great how he mentioned, 
don't hire people like you. And we at Belay have made that mistake. Such a rookie thing, It is thing, such right? a rookie I did, thing. I did the same thing for years. Yes. We did, we it, did for it for years. We did it for years and years. And, you yeah. know, we love our friends. We love referrals. Still today, we love referrals. But you have to be really, really cautious. And we see that now with young leaders, now that you and I are so much more mature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of saying no, old, but okay. No, no. Um, but we, we actually see that, that you'll have entire teams mm. of little clones of people. And so whatever... Yes area of improvement might be for that leader, you're going to find it in the whole team. So if you have a leader who perhaps is not as direct or has a problem with courageous conversations, before long, you're going to have an entire team of people who do just that. And so now what we're doing is we're really encouraging our leaders to think outside the box and intentionally Mm -hmm. hire people that are not like them to fill those gaps. And lots of personality tests and communication tests Mm -hmm. will help you figure out the additional type of people you need on your team. But I think that's a really key takeaway from today is do not hire people like you. Totally, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming to you. With each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. Today's next step is pretty easy. William already gave it away. And that is to visit theculturetool.com. That's the culture tool, T-O-O-L.com, to find out how healthy your team culture is today. It just takes 10 minutes and it provides a host of information and additional tips on how to improve your culture so that your next hire can be the best yet. Absolutely. And to get today's episode guide, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next step podcast.com. When you request today's guide, you're also going to receive a summary of today's episode which will include key quotes and takeaways and links to resources mentioned in the episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and that you will join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. So start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.